You're listening to The Bottom Line with Eric Parkala of Barkla Sports and Dana Lane of Dana Lane Sports. Hello, you're listening to The Bottom Line. I am Eric Parkala from ParkalaSports.com and with me back this week after a week off on assignment is... My good buddy Dana Lane from Dana Lane Sports. How you doing, Dana? Good, man. I I wish I knew what that assignment was, but I'm sure it wasn't too important. What did have? What what were we what were we doing last week? I had a prior commitment. Oh, you on had a Monday. golf tournament. I did. Yes. So you were on assignment. I was on assignment at the uh, Great Boulder Creek Country Club wow. playing golf. How'd that go? It went well. We shot five under and didn't take any prizes. What what, what kind of prizes were we looking at? Uh, golf balls, gift certificates, um, free golf. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's why big, I play golf, man. Big time. I need more gifts. <laughs> so we've got, a, uh, we've got a great show again lined up. As always, we'll be doing our free picks. I went 2-1 and one last week, bringing my record up to 8-3-1 and one on the season on 12 picks. We'll get a couple more for you this week. Uh, last week, we only had three. Uh, we'll have six for you this week. And Dana, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what you got going on over at Dana Lane Sports. Well, we got a ton going on as usual. Uh, you could get a hold of us at our website at danalanesports.com and, of course, on Twitter at Dana Lane Sports. We uh, had, and I, I don't think we had mentioned this, but I had changed my Twitter feed or my Twitter handle, if you will, to Dana Lane Sports because if you remember, it was Dan Black Diamond before. And I was doing another show, and a guy was like, well, why don't you just change it? And I thought I would lose all my followers. So that's why I didn't go ahead and do that. But lo and behold, I didn't, and now I have a proper Twitter handle. Now not everybody asks me about why my handle was Dan Black Diamond. But. And now your Twitter handle doesn't take up 120 of the 140 characters. No, it does not. Well, it's pretty close. It's maybe two or three letters difference. It's not When are they going to come up with technology to give us, I don't know, 150 characters? You know, that's the point of Twitter. When 140, is... short and sweet. Small attention No, spans. that's the point of Snapchat. It's <laughs> not the point of Twitter. I got more to say. I got more hashtags to put out yeah, there. Yeah, too many hashtags we got. So <laughs> hashtags are good things. They let people find out oh, what you got going on. Best. So uh, we're going to start real quick, uh, get into some free plays. I've got uh, my website real quick, parkalasports.com. That's P-A-R-K-I-L-A sports.com. You can find me on Twitter at parkalasports. Email Eric at parkalasports. Uh, you still doing the, full, the the free picks? The free picks. Yeah, like if they text you, you oh, go yes. out the free picks? Well, yes. Tell you them can, about that. You can text uh, NCAAF to 734-341-6976, and you will, you will receive a college football pick completely, absolutely 100% free. And we've both been doing the uh, the hot corner of the review journal a little bit lately. We've done uh, Jorge Gonzalez's show, Vegas Wise, the past couple of weeks. Just got weeks. through doing that tonight. Yeah. This is the first time we've actually recorded at night. Yeah, normally we record on Monday, but again, we've got stuff going on tomorrow. So instead of taking three weeks off or, you know, two weeks, yeah. we decided to, to get going late Sunday evening. So this will be up for you guys bright and early Monday. But I'm going to start off real quick with 163 Oregon State at 164, 164 Stanford. I'm going to back Oregon State plus 14. Defense will be the theme of this game, as it is pretty much every Stanford game. I believe the total will probably be in the low 40s, maybe mid 40s. That's not up yet? 
Uh, the total, I haven't seen the total yet no? on these games. Okay. Probably not till tomorrow afternoon, I think, is when they start coming out uh, for the uh, weekday games. I think they wait a little bit longer on the weekend games. But with that low of a total, I like to look at the dog, especially getting double digits. Neither team, they're, neither team has been great offensively. Uh, like I said, defense, the calling card. Uh, with Stanford, offense is tough. With Stanford's off offense, it's tough to make them a double-digit favorite over anyone. I mean, Arizona State, they're they're terrible on defense. They give up nearly 450 yards defensively a game, and Stanford couldn't even crack 300. I think they went for 288 last week, and they only scored 10 points against that Sun Devil defense. When the offense is struggling that bad, I will look at the dog every time. Not sure if they're live or not because they haven't won at Stanford since 2006, but I'll take my chances getting two touchdowns with the Beavers. Yeah, I I, under, I definitely agree with your thinking there. Uh, my first game is going to be during the week. Um, it's going to be the Cincinnati Bearcats against South Carolina or South Florida Bulls. Cincinnati comes into this game three and three, one and one in the conference, while South Florida is three and four and two and one in the conference and. You know, Cincinnati finally snapped a long losing streak, a three-game losing streak, and I realize, uh, you know, it was against Cincinnati on, or on uh, SMU on Saturday. Um, but, you know, they really have an opportunity now to grab, to re-grab their season. And, and they go on the road, or I'm sorry, they're at home this week against uh, South Florida. The line suggests to me, and I thought that this line would be a little bit higher when this when it first came out, but... Uh, 11's not that bad of a number. I thought it was going to be around the 13 range. But uh, this, to me, really, uh, you know, with both teams being close to 500 or at 500, uh, an 11 point, as an 11-point favorite at home, as certainly the lines makers are telling me, they favor Cincinnati in this. And, uh, look, before we throw out the fact that they won against an SMU team, Let's not forget uh, that going into this game, Cincinnati was ranked 125th in total defense. So I don't care if you're playing SMU or not. They are a Division I college football team. And if you're ranked 125th in the country, that's still telling me that the team you're playing has the opportunity to move the ball. Uh, they did not. Cincinnati has since risen to 120th in the nation. But... Um, in this situation, I have no, um, I have no desire to back South Florida, uh, and and in fact, this Bulls team may be playing with a little bit of a measure of satisfaction. If you remember last year, they only won two games on the season. They've won three this year. You might be a little satisfied, and and I think you have a team in Cincinnati who's a little bit more motivated to win as they're trying to re-grab their season uh, on the way to a potential bowl game. Um, there is also a revenge factor in this game. If you remember last year, one of the victories that South Florida had was against Cincinnati. So certainly the revenge factor is in play here. The Bulls are 6-15 and in their last 21 games against the spread after an ATS win. They are also 2-8 and against the spread. The last 10 meetings against the Bearcats. I don't want any part of South Florida. I will side with Cincinnati minus the 11 points in this one. Yeah, Cincinnati gives up uh, 34.5 points per game, and they held SMU to three points. So, I mean, they stepped up big defensively there. My next game, I'm going to stay in the Pac-12, USC at Utah, 175. 
USC at 176 Utah. I'm going to look at USC. There's some picks. Uh, uh, pick them out there. It looks like it's gone up to about 1.5 at some spots. But Utah, they're 5-1 ATS, and at some point the market is going to catch up with this Utes team. We saw it last week a little bit mm-hmm. with Arkansas. You know, Arkansas against Georgia, Arkansas three-point, you know, home dogs, and Georgia just stomped on them. The game was over in the first half. Uh, probably should have been last week when the market caught up to the Utes, uh, but, you know, they I got the – I think they did a little bit. The, yeah, they got the overtime win against Yeah, I, I think that – I mean, off the top of my head, and I was on Utah – last week but it was only what one and a half something like that on the road and i i thought to me that was the line makers catching up to utah and saying that they they weren't quite as good as maybe the record indicated but uh they did get the cover i believe in double overtime yeah and that was one of my podcast free picks was utah so i had no problem with uh with that not I'm me, not either. me either uh, playing simple i don't think utah is good enough offensively to play with usc I'm not trying to read too much into the Colorado game, but at Pickham to, you know, under a field goal, even on the road, this line looks too low. USC hasn't lost to Utah since 2001. Average margin of victory for the Trojans, uh, just over a touchdown a game, 7.8 points per game. Uh, Three meetings, and USC's won the last three, you know, going back to, I want to say, 2010 since uh, Utah joined the Pac-12. But I'm going to go ahead and side with the Trojans on the road laying a short uh, short number um i'm gonna stay with the midweek theme boise state six and a half point favorite over byu and obviously much has been made of of the injury to Taysom hill for for byu but i have to tell you this they have so many other problems other than what's going on at quarterback right now and in fact offense is probably the least of their worries if you watch byu uh, defensively, the words lethargic come to mind, the words slow come to mind, and they have definitely been uh, on, on the tip of my tongue for the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, they gave up 42. Uh, Nevada. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I was just looking at something else. But they, they certainly, I mean, they gave up 42 points. Um, um, you know, the, the boys, are, I'm sorry. BYU? No, I'm thinking of well, I'm thinking of the Boise, uh, the BYU Nevada game last week where they gave up 42 points. And you know, here's the thing: they've lost back-to-back games now at home um, for the first time in I think 10 years. Uh, you know, the fact that, or, and they've lost three straight games um, after being ahead 28 to 13 last week. You know, normally BYU teams, even if a team came out after halftime. Even if um, you know, normally BYU teams would put their put their foot on your throat in the fourth quarter. This BYU team is not is neither good enough to do that, and defensively they are certainly, uh, like I said, lethargic at best. The, you know, this was against, and, and they moved the ball pretty well against Nevada. Uh, Nevada made uh, tremendous second half uh, changes. This was a Nevada team that was last in the net in, in college football and pass defense, and BYU basically did not show up in that second half. Their defense doesn't give them a chance in, in, in these games, and certainly with Taysom Hill being out, the defense is going to be on the field a little bit more, uh, and now Algie Brown is, may not be 100% with an, with an ankle injury. Um, last seven games after an ATS loss, BYU is 0-6-1. Uh, so in this situation, you know, Boise State has a chance to get that six win. Uh, minus six and a half looks pretty attractive as as the home team. The only thing I worry about a little bit 
is BYU getting out um, of the home shadow a little bit and kind of getting rejuvenated by playing on the road, not having that pressure. Um, because certainly um, when you have not lost back-to-back home games in 10 years, or pressure is certainly going to mount. So that's one thing that I, 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 you know, if this game goes to seven, eh, that's a tough number for me. But at six and a half right now, definitely Boise State is going to be my play. Yeah, you really can't look at BYU after the, uh, you know, the Taysom Hill injury they lose to Utah State, then the complete meltdown against uh, Central Florida, and again another meltdown against Nevada. You can't trust this team to finish ball games even if they have the lead. Well, even when Hill was in there, I mean, the game against Houston, yeah, they they absolutely, you know, they they should have blown the doors off of Houston. And didn't yep. do that, and Hill was in there at that time. I, I have not trusted BYU since the beginning of the season. Now, you know, now Hill's not there, so I'm, I'm trusting them less, but it has less to do with the offensive side of the ball and certainly more to do with the defensive side of the ball because for the first time in probably 10 years, I can say that this team uh, will not be able to stay with any teams that have any speed at all. Yeah, and it wasn't too long ago. I remember people talking after the Virginia win that the <laughs> conversation kind of started to creep in. If BYU goes undefeated, is their st- schedule strong enough to make the playoffs? And even against Virginia, I mean, yeah. I'm just this is just a number off the top of my head. But even against Virginia, they gave up 450 to 500 yard total yards. I mean, even in that win, defense was horrific. You know, BYU went to do this independent thing so they could be Notre Dame of the West. The yes. only problem is, is is their geography. See, Notre Dame could go and play Michigan. Notre Dame can go and – well, I mean, and now they have to because of their ACC commitment, but they could play Florida State. They could play, you know, USC. They can play Stanford. They can – they have so much to draw from. from but BYU – Texas. <laughs> Well, and BYU, well, I mean, that's a credit to them, but I will say BYU doesn't have the same position as Notre Dame, and the reason is that there is nothing usually for teams to gain by going to BYU. There's much more for a Michigan or Michigan State or Stanford or, or any of these teams to go to Notre Dame because Notre Dame usually is ranked at that time. So when you go into BYU, if they lose one game as an independent, they're going to drop six, seven, eight spots in a poll if they're in the poll. Notre Dame loses to Florida State, and they drop one, two spots. Yeah, as an independent looking at UConn, Texas, Houston, Virginia, Utah State, Central Florida, Nevada, Boise State, I mean, Middle Tennessee, UNLV, Savannah State, Cal, there's not really none none of those teams are going to get you into that final four no there's no quality games in there virginia maybe a little bit on the edge texas a little bit but i mean well certainly as a name yes texas brand name but i don't think virginia gets there i certainly don't think houston gets there unfortunately we know all too well unlv doesn't get them there savannah state certainly (laughs) doesn't get them there so i think they're having a real hard time uh, scheduling, you know, one of the reasons why Notre Dame gave up uh, the the series with Air Force. It's like, eh, you know, it's a nice series, but you know, we don't have anything to gain by going to Colorado Springs anymore. Yeah, and nobody has anything to gain by going to Provo anymore. And since the forty-one-seven uh, win at Texas, BYU zero and five against the spread. So this this is a team that's definitely trending down. Uh, offensively, they're certainly 
not as good as they were. And defensively, it almost seems like they really, after that, after the performance against Texas, it really seems like that they were just fat and happy to not play well anymore. And probably since that performance against Texas, I certainly have not seen anything to indicate that I want to to back BYU because, listen, I'm not going to back you just because you have a great offense. You better have something. You better have some, at least a, a defense that, you know. You need to be yeah. able to get off the field on third down. You need to be able to do that. Need to not put yourself in first, second, and short situations. I'm certainly not going to back a team that does not show me that they have the defense to win games. I'm not never going to bet, uh, or hardly ever going to bet a team based upon their offense. Yes. And moving on, my final play, 195 Ohio State at 196 Penn State. I'm going to lay them 13.5 with Ohio State, with the Buckeyes. All right, I don't care about laying the points. I don't care about Ohio State being on the road. I don't care about Penn State coming off a bye. You can throw all that in the trash can. Ohio State is playing big boy football right now. They're outscoring opponents 56-17. to 17. That's an average. Uh, 224-69 to 69 last four games. Offense averaging over, uh, over 54 straight. Uh, since the Virginia Tech loss, and the defense has gotten better. Penn State, they've had trouble protecting Hackenberg, uh, they've been, who's been sacked over three times a game. I think it's like 3.3 or 3.7. Um, only 11 schools give up more sacks per game than Penn State. And even laying the points on the road, I'll back Ohio State, whose offense is rolling right now against a Penn State team. They're still, I think they're still looking for a little bit of identity with James Franklin as the head coach. Mm-hmm. Hackenberg is going to be a great quarterback. Um maybe next year the year after he's definitely shown signs of greatness this season but he's still got a little bit of growing up to do well these bye week situations i either take it two ways if you have a team that's immature i don't like the bye week situation because i don't think teams stay focused and immaturity does not mean you have a team full of Jameis winstons it just means that you're young and you lose focus and you think about other things than football these sort of teams need to play every single week and if you have a team uh even the mississippi teams at this point even uh, you know I don't know. I keep going back to the well, but even Notre Dame, even um, you know some of these teams that you know can go on a bye week and and not really miss a beat. My God, I mean, Golson lost a, a whole year and came back and didn't miss a beat. And in fact, this was his. <laughs> sorry, I won't go off on this. This is his first regular season loss, and like, I don't. I don't even. I know he didn't lose the year. He is. I don't think he's ever lost a regular season game. He has not. Uh, only lost the uh, freshman year was the championship game to Alabama. That's right. Yeah, that's so. right. So he's never lost a regular season game. So uh, my point about this is, I mean, teams that come in certainly. I think Ohio State comes into that um, situation, uh, like you said, uh, with a little bit more. Uh, you know, I think I think Penn State needs to play more. I don't think, yes, injury wise, bye weeks are fantastic, but I, you know, you have to. Fi- I hear too many people say, "Well, they're coming off of bye week. We got two weeks to prepare for this team." Well, two weeks to prepare, but you know, these kids get four or five days off in between there, and you know, I, I and when you have a young team that you're trying to mold together. I'm not always going to back them financially just because they're coming off a bye week because I think the bye week is, in some cases, more of a hindrance than it is a positive. 
Yeah, and Urban Meyer is not afraid to run up the score either. And at this point, he basically knows he has to get every impressive win he can to, you know, get any shot at the uh, national championship playoff picture. Well, my last game. Well, actually, we're gonna. I'm gonna do two games, um, just because I love the airtime. Um, <laughs> Eric didn't even laugh. <laughs> My last two games at Oregon at, uh, at, at against Cal. Oregon's 17-point favorites right now, number seven in the country. And offensively, certainly, uh, the Ducks may be back on track after averaging 43.5 points over the last two weeks. And they, you know, they've still won their games by an average of 20 points, and that's with two seven-point games, one a win, one a loss factored in. This team is still pretty explosive, and still this team can certainly embarrass you. Uh, the Ducks who have had six receivers this year that have caught at least 14 passes. They all average over 35 yards per game, which is incredibly uh, impressive. You know, and you add in uh, Marcus Mariota, who is completing over 70% of his passes and still hasn't thrown an interception this year. Um, you know, that to me is an incredibly, incredibly uh, uh, attractive team to back. Oregon is 15 and seven against the spread in their last 22 games versus a team with a winning record, and Cal is seven and 21 against the spread in their last 28 games following a straight up loss. So that 17 to me is a little bit generous, uh, but I have no problem laying that. I think Oregon rolls against Cal and, and definitely opens it up in the second half. Um, my last game is uh, is Auburn. Uh, against South Carolina, uh, you know, there's another situation where we're talking about. Auburn is fresh off the bye week while South Carolina disposed of Furman, so you could possibly say that they both were on a bye week. Um, you know, they even with the loss, Auburn is still in a fantastic position to get to be one of those top four teams. Um you know, I look at at the quarterback situation with them. Uh, Marshall continues to progress, uh, second-year quarterback, which, you know, you thought, well, the, you're going to have a, quite a jump between the first and second year. And, you know, keep in mind with him, he still is running a no-huddle offense. So that that is timing, and that is work, and that is it takes time to, to master that. And I think he certainly is doing a, a fantastic job. Um, I think they're going to emphasize the run game. And, of course, Artis Payne is not Trey Mason, but he certainly has done an adequate job on the ground. And I think Rock Thomas is going to see some more carries as well. This, to me, is not a situation, even historically, when you look at the number, this is not a situation where I have much interest in backing South Carolina. And I still go back to how – you know, the more I see A&M play, you know, the, I still go back to the opening game where, you know, A&M went basically across the country and, and completely annihilated them. And I think that really told me who they were against good teams. And I think we're looking at the same situation here. And certainly Auburn's a better team than in Texas A&M. Uh, South Carolina is 2-6 tw against the spread in the last eight road games, while Auburn, over their last 17 games, has covered 14 of them. Um, I, I Even the numbers at 17.5, I think the, uh, the odds makers are begging you to take South Carolina in this game. I have no interest in them. 
And I have no interest in Spurrier, and I will be going with Auburn minus a 17.5. Yeah, Auburn coming off a bye, off a loss. I typically yeah. like to back teams that lost going into Good the teams. bye week. Yes, because they've had a week to think about losing. And I believe that was Auburn's first loss of the season yeah. also. So, I mean, they're they're going to be angry. Well, not only that, they have to – not only are they, you know, quote-unquote angry about it, you know, if they want to get back into the top four pitcher, they have to annihilate teams now. They have no choice. They have to annihilate teams now. So I can definitely see this game being a, a 10, 13-point game going into the fourth quarter and then Auburn just opening it up on them and, and winning this by 24 to 27 points. Yeah, so we've got uh, I've got three plays here. I'm going with Oregon State plus 14, uh, USC minus 1.5, and Ohio State minus 13.5. Again, same thing last week, three road teams. Uh, I don't really care. <laughs> I went doing one last week. Let's see if we can go 3-0 this week. Uh, Dana going with Cincinnati minus 11, Boise State minus 6.5, Oregon minus 17, and a bonus free pick for you, oh, Auburn. Auburn minus 17.5. Yeah. So those are our picks for the week. And one more time, why don't you tell everybody what you got going on? Yeah, guys, uh, it's really, really simple. And we really want you to get involved with what's going on at Dana Lane Sports. And, and I do have to say, you know, we appreciate all the retweets that we get. I mean, we appreciate the sales that we get this month. should end up our biggest sales month uh, in the year and a half that we've officially been going um, out into into the uh, world of handicapping. So we definitely appreciate your support. You can always get a hold of me at DanaLaneSports.com. You can also find me at Twitter at DanaLaneSports. And, of course, like Eric, um, whether it's Major League Baseball and the World Series starts on Tuesday, whether it's Monday Night Football on Monday, whether it's college football on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, you can always text MLB, CFB, um, NFL to me any single time or anytime at 702-471-8777. We'll give you a free play on the spot. That's for, uh, you know, first timers only, but we'll cut you a deal as well. If you're uh, a former client or you've gotten a free pick before, I'm more than happy to get you back and, and we're always willing to earn your business. So, uh, send that along to 702-471-8777. And, um, I, on Tuesday morning, early, we'll be on a flight to Orlando, and I wish I could tell you it was part of some going scouting on, trip. To, going on assignment again? Yes, uh, some scouting trip, but uh, my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan, and for her birthday, I'm taking her down to Universal and Harry Potter World. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Now we're doing Disney. Yeah, so awesome. So enjoy your vacation. Um, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Parkala Sports. Again, that's P-A-R-K-I-L-A Sports. Uh, website's ParkalaSports.com. And we've got all of our packages up there. We've got something for pretty much everybody's budget. You can email me, Eric, at ParkalaSports.com. And I'll answer any questions you have if you want to know how I do things. If you want to, uh, if you got questions about packages, prices, you know, just let me know, and uh, we'll we'll work with you. Uh, I think one of the things that kind of makes us unique is that we tend to work with our clients one on one. I don't know how many handicappers in this business do that, yeah. but I know everybody that buys picks from my website gets my personal cell phone number to reach me uh, whenever they have questions about anything. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be a unit value, whether it be a line movement, if they should still play it. 
um, I'm, I'm willing to talk to anybody and, uh, you know, everybody who comes, comes along and uh, help them out, give them some advice. So you can text, uh, the text line seven three four three four one six nine seven six and C A A F and get a free uh, college football play also. Well, you know, along those lines too, Eric. I mean, I think we do a lot of things that's pretty unique. You know, I mean, I'll give out a union value and I'll some, you know, for the most part, manage your money for you and you know tell you how much to play. Now you got to figure out what a unit means in relation to your bankroll. But, you know, I'm not going to tell you to put $400 on a game or $4,000 on a game. That's up to you. But I but I will tell you that, you know, you'll get our plays that are valued between 1 and 10 units. And we care about your bankroll, and we give those units out based upon where you are with us. Um, we work with you, you know, extremely close. So, you know, we ask for, and I don't want to dwell on this thing, but, you know, our bottom line is sales. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that, you know, we try to do things a little bit different. And maybe it's because, you know, maybe when we get 10,000 clients, maybe we won't have the time to do that. But we certainly do right now. And we do appreciate, you know, the people that were willing to uh, give us a little trust. And we know there's uh, a lot of people out there that don't deserve your trust. So, you know, hopefully we can maintain that. And uh, no matter what happens, just make no mistake that we work our tail off. And, uh, you know, tonight's a perfect example. I mean, we do a radio spot at 9 o'clock. I'm over here doing this podcast at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And, you know, we do this because we want you guys to win. And that is extremely sincere. Yes. And uh, one more thing before we uh, close out the show, I just want to let everybody know, uh, sports betting, it can be a stressful uh, situation at times. You know, you're sweating games. Really? There's, there's the last <laughs> – two minutes when the team's gone into prevent defense and you're either laying points or you need that backdoor cover or whatnot. And the point is to remember that this is also supposed to be a little bit of fun. So a little way to, to make some, some extra money perhaps for some of you guys, mm-hmm. maybe it's some people it's their complete job where they do this, but um, having fun is also part of it. So if you lose sight of the fun, then I mean, you lost half the game already. Well, like I tell people, if you bet, Okay, this is how you know if you bet too much money. You can't walk away from that TV during the game. If yeah. You can't go do something else during that game. You've bet way too much money. You absolutely have to stay within your bankroll to the point where it's nice if you win. It is not, a, uh, not detrimental to your life if you lose. When I send over one play, one unit, that does not mean go put a K on your $2,000 bankroll. Yeah. One unit does not mean that. One unit does not equal one half. You're playing way too much. You want to do this do this game? It's not always easy. And it does not always come easy. Believe me. But the fact of the matter is, if you manage your money correctly and you are in control of your money and, and you do not allow your money to control you, well, now you have something. Because now... You control the situation, and that's why, you know, you're not overcome by, you know, it's like, where did I see a quote this past week that said, um, it was with you that told me or some. I read something that said, uh, just because it's the Super Bowl doesn't mean your ticket is worth three times as much, okay? So just because it's the World Series, just because it's NFL Sunday does not mean you have to go crazy because – the football game is going on. 
This is a the people that win at this game consistently look at a matchup as a sporting event. The significance of the sporting event means absolutely nothing in relation to your bankroll. So just because the World Series is coming up Tuesday, we're not going to put 20% of our bankroll down on the Giants or the Royals just because you know we, we want the excitement of the game. If you're looking for the excitement, you're in the wrong game. If you're in to build your bankroll, well, then it's a business, and that's the way you have to look at it. Yeah, very well put. So uh, we're going to end the show there, and I want to thank everybody for listening. Again, that's seven free plays, uh, three for myself, four from Dana, and uh, have a great week. Okay, guys, have a great week.